Welcome back to yet another episode of Less Than 10, an EVE Online Small Gang PvP podcast. This is episode 29. It's just me and Casper today. We're going to be catching up on some news and answering a listener question. I love when we get listener questions. It's pretty cool. So uh, I'll just give you guys a little teaser so you know what we're going to be talking about. But the listener question basically was saying they really appreciated the last episode with Boosters and Bubbles. And they like to learn more about in-game mechanics. Uh, and they specifically asked to cover fast tackle or EAFs, electronic attack frigates. So since Casper and I both have been flying quite a bit of, of small stuff lately, we will get into that. Uh, yeah, so Casper, how you been doing? What you been up to lately? Uh, I've been doing well. I'm actually really excited. Uh, the recording we're doing right now, I get to sit here and sip some coffee. Our, my first morning recording, and I, I kind of really like it. But uh, actually, you know, to go against what you just said about small stuff. I've been flying some battleships lately. Uh, shout out to Mark Bridges for flying some bling battleships. And I'm like, well, I want to do that too. So I purchased a, a nightmare and I've been flying that around and it works pretty good. And then I was like, well, I want to do a Bargus. So I started piping uh, shield versus armor Bargus and everyone else was doing shield and told me to do shield. So of course I did armor. So I've been flying around an armor Bargus with, you know, a scram, a long point, an epically long scram, a TP, or an extra mid-slot, because armor, and an MJD. And so I've been actually enjoying flying the battleship and actually been able to take a hit, which is really rare for me, because as you said, I'm always in frigates. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. So, I mean, you get a ton of utility in that in that barg. Um, how, how, like, how tanky is it? Like, are you, are you running snakes with it, or...? Yeah, high-grade snakes, uh, the lows, I've got pretty much just a three-slot low-slot low tank, uh, C-type ENAM, a damage control, and a pretty sexy rolled large AAR. So yeah, sick. The, um, the tank obviously is less than the shield. It's about 180 DPS less tanked than the shield, both heated. So it's not that much less, but obviously with an AAR, you're on a timer. And my thought is, all right, well, I'm just going to shoot my missiles and tank and then warp off, reload, do whatever. And then by the time the missiles are reloaded and the air is reloaded, I'll come back in and rinse and repeat. And so far, it's been working out. You, uh, you're you running rapid heavies? Yeah, rapid heavies. Yeah, yeah. And two A-type newts in the highs. You got tons and tons of utility. That's awesome. See, I also decided to make a missile battleship uh, try, try to work oh. last week. And uh, some of my courtmates shit on me pretty hard because uh, <laughs> I wanted to fly a Marauder, but I, I was like, bad. Ah, like so many people are flying Vargers right now, and I totally get why. But I wanted to try and make a Golem, so, hey. so I've got this fit that I made up. It's a Cruise Golem, um, and the Golem gets that sexy Painter bonus. So I've got mm -hmm. a Faction Painter, and then I put my, I even put my Alt in a uh, backpack, an Info yeah. and Shield linked backpack. Oof. So I get like a super sexy painter and I've been testing it out and like the cruise applies. Okay. So it's got a rigor, uh, a rigor rig. Mm -hmm. And then obviously you use crash and try and get your application up. And it, it's like, I mean, against like cruisers and, and up, it applies pretty damn well. 
but it's so slow too, right? Like I think that's the trouble. Some of these faction battleships you can get, like the Barg and the you know Macarial, um, they just they they they're so much faster on grid. Yeah. You kind of have to. I mean, so the Golem has the uh, obscene range, and you can MJD. You know, the MJD uh, reduction, downtime reduction bonus is there. So like every minute you can MJD around, which is nice. Was telling me that he used to do that golem. I'm sure it's similar. Cruise golem. He did it actually nano, but he was saying that it's like 1500 meters a second if you take the MJD uh, into account. Like if you were just to go straight line burning plus MJD every time it's up cool down. Yeah. So yeah, it's, about- it's I think it's 1666 because I did the math okay. as well. <laughs> okay, I'm happy to know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not too slow, but obviously, right? You you got some downtime for a minute where you can be dogpiled. Yeah, that's the thing, right? It like it's a it's a cool idea to like factor in that speed from the MJD, but in practice, if you boosh off and there's combat probes on you and like fast tackles swarming you, like it it's not the same as the raw speed, right? But yeah. but it's yeah, it's it's interesting. We'll see. I haven't got like found a situation to undock it yet. Um, yeah. I've been flying more useful ships uh, <laughs> for my gang, but yeah. uh, like what I have, so well, what I have been flying more is I've so big shout out to Gackle. Uh, I I started streaming again because that's it's streaming. I just find it super uh, fun. It's fun to engage with people and and everything. And uh, I mentioned on my stream how I was supposed to buy myself uh, an A type Enam for my Mali because like la- the last room I did, I said if it survives, I'm gonna bling my my tank more um so i just mentioned that on stream that i was like gonna go over to jita and grab one and gackle just contracted me one in jita so shout out what? to gackle yeah yeah he just gave me an a type amazing what a fucking bro yeah so i threw that on there and uh i actually um bought a nice mwd for it like not crazy mm-hmm. um so there's two like kind of two ways to fit your Mali, and one is the Ansel rep, and one is like rolling cap use on everything and putting like a, a abyssal roll dead space rep, right? Where you kind of have yep. the cap to stay on grid. So I'm still running the AAR. My my abyssal rolls aren't so amazing that you know they also have cap use on the on the rep and the MWD. So like when I'm flying around, generally when I'm starting to rep hard, like cap is my like I can get through my whole clip. Mm-hmm. But but then I'm starting to get low on caps. So what drugs are you taking? Uh, overclocker quaif. Okay, I, I'm I not taking try. ones. No, I should probably try using them because like I'm not running the nano. Some people use a nano. I'm running like the A and P Enam, mm-hmm. like so full, so full tank. Um, so I should try exile. And I always ended up just taking hard shell because I was scared of yeah. penalties. So I always took you know you're in an expensive thing. So I took hard hard shell four. And then only exile if you needed to on top of it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I'll experiment with it. It's, I mean, I've got like 180 kills or so. That's pretty good. With, with this hull. Uh, yeah, I'm not like, <laughs> I, I was saying how some of my court mates were flaming me about the uh, golem. And they like, we like to shit on each other a little bit. So I'm going to throw some shade because I'm, I'm like, I said <laughs> the other day, but like there's been three of us that have been flying Mally's in furnace and I'm the only one that hasn't lost one yet. Neuro SMH. <laughs> so, but yeah, but uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, it's a ship that like, well, we'll talk about it later, I guess, because it kind of ties into our question, but I've been also flying shield at Katursa, okay, which, yeah, yeah. Um, which like that LSE XLASB fit with a dual damage mod, dual TE. So like, that's a, I mean, 
oh my god it it uh we were in ge and um flaming was around and there was like a bunch of other stuff happening like they were bouncing in the grid and you know everyone was shooting everyone and and uh i poor, poor rich i fragged two of his blingy interceptors just because <laughs> the 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 shield icky tracks the tracking projects is so, so good well. oh my god so anyway so yeah so he lost two blingy interceptors it, like i kind of was like oh yeah i'm gonna get rich you know it's and it's nothing against rich it's like the like those fast ships, the Ikatursa is so good at killing them. Yep. And it's, and it's not really like when you're at 60, 50 K with a hack, like you don't really expect it in an, in a bling interceptor. You don't expect it. like, you don't now expect it to do safe. that to you. Yeah. And, and it's fast enough that if you just like burn right at them and then by the time they turn and try and get away, it's almost too late. Yeah. Those so. things are so good at clearing fast tackle. Honestly, the Bargus plus a shield Icky together is just like, the perfect combo because Vargas obviously frags anything cruiser up really really well and the the icky will just clear for you anything that you don't want to waste a clip on and just that's a dangerous combo yeah exactly it it really is like a supreme anti-tackle ship I, and, and it's nice because it also has the ability to like spool with like a mystic or something or or even mm-hmm. a closer range ammo if you if you get something where you need you know where you need that kind of more damage and you have time because yeah. let's be honest, it's it's a uh, it's like low spool damage is pretty terrible. The only reasons it's acceptable on frigates is because it tracks so well. You get really good hits, so it feels like you're you're doing more damage, right? Like, yeah, it definitely feels. It's like similar to retry right at the start of the spool, I think, with Mystic or even Mizan. But yeah, application is just out of this world. Yeah, for sure. So I've been doing that. Um, what else is new? I've been flying a bit of Pulse Sellet, which is also fun. Not as strong as the key, but but very fun. Um, like loading conflag and ramming on that <laughs> thing. Like I'm running the non-plate zealot. Some people run plate. I'm running yeah. like triple heatsink, single nano with, with mid-grade snakes. So it's waste nerds. It's fucking it's big damage, dude. Like, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Um and then Oh, I don't know. I'll give you like, so, okay. So as far as other stuff goes, like, so I started doing this thing in Thera called Feymart, which is basically I import smogging ships and put them on contract with like a, you know, 10 to 12% markup over Gita. And that's been going really well. Huge success. I now have like the GravLab market stocked with all consumables. You'd need like 240 market orders. People are buying stuff. I've probably sold 50 ships now. Dang. Um, and they're not buying a T ship yet. Just saying. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think I've made much money because I, <laughs> like my, <laughs> I fucked up two orders and I like forgot a digit. So some dude oh. there immediately bought them, but it wasn't Dang that bad. It. it was only like ninety mil that I lost. But uh, you know, yeah. out of, not not bad for two out of like two hundred and forty to mess <laughs> up. But um, yeah, it's pretty cool. And then like furnace is is kind of really active right now. Kind of come back in a big way recently. Um, we co- t- totally closed recruitment and, uh, Mr. Hyde joined. Oh, so like it is so much fun flying with that dude because he's still a brawler at heart, heart. Like he's mm-hmm. flying, he's flying battleships and like a, like a tanky Drekovic and stuff like this. So it's really fun because our gangs are big enough to afford that. And we have this pretty big damage source and something, somebody that's pretty tanky and like he's adapting his, his ways from straight up solo brawling, obviously. 
but it's really entertaining to to fly with with him and have the the like the anti frigate banter going on on Rome's. Oh, look <laughs> at like, the blast! Even when he was yeah. he, he was on here, it was so much fun just to try to give him shit about frigates. That's well, that's the, that's the thing is like half of um half of roaming is like the uh, like the interaction with your gang, right? Mm-hmm. Like not necessarily what you guys fight and what you do, but like that's that's a, a big half, but. The other half is just like having fun with your with your mates so it's yeah it's pretty cool oh that's cool to tag along sometime and, and and listen so if you guys want to watch me stream sometime and like listen to what our roams are like just uh give me a follow on on twitch i'll just link my my twitch it's twitch tv slash favorite um but i'll link it in the show notes and go give me a follow so you'll be alerted i don't stream very often i don't have a schedule i just like on my my uh big nights i can play like where i'm going to be sitting at the computer for a while i uh i I occasionally throw up the stream so yeah pretty cool but let's get into some news because uh there are some pretty big things like uh why don't you take us to this first one here because holy shit yeah honestly this is for a while uh, we've wanted this like even in the at community for five or six years we've been like all right you got this abyssal stuff that you're doing let us have some like free for all with you know some basic loose rule stuff and they gave it to us so the first thing they did was the 2v2 cruisers and i took part in some of the tests for this and oh my word it was actually a lot of fun uh Geronix and i showed up in like two fully blinged out with high high grade hydras uh in what were we uh, what did we do? Oh, uh, ruptures. So we did full buffer ruptures with like A-type involves and again, high-grade implants. And we were wasting some nerds, but then we showed up against two just Tech 2 Caracals flown by, I think it was Starfleet, and I forgot who he was with. And Jero just got one shot in a clip, and even with full tank and, and buffer implants and everything. So I think as that moves forward, that's going to be really interesting to see the people that go, you know, expensive blingy fits. Versus the people that just do tech two and try to like make money off of it. And if they lose, who cares? So I think that that interaction is going to be really cool to watch. Yeah. And as long as enough people do it, it's going to be very fun. Um, And I like, so something I've heard a lot of people just say, um, like when, when we had you and wild on that show, like it was like, make the three V three frigate stuff, the proven grounds, Mm -hmm. make that, a proven ground as well for for PvP. And that was like the big ask. And this kind of expanded so much more. Like we're talking in-game leaderboards, rewards after like these little seasons. And okay, so we need to start this out with the disclaimer that this is not permanent. This is right now gonna be, it's not on Tranquility yet, it's on Sissy, but it will be on Tranquility. And it's, it's a themed event around this. But let's be honest, this is, entirely a trial to see how it's received if it's received well they're going there's no way they wouldn't make this permanent much like the reindeer filaments now known as needle jacks right it's the exact same story um so it, i think it's gonna be huge it's, it's I'm, so I'm gonna cool. do it. like i like it i think it's pretty cool um the, the like the rotating things i envision like when if they release it they'll kind of do seasons like just have a loose rule set for a whatever a month and every month it kind of resets and rotates through right i i I think that'd be a cool way to do it um yeah and then it won't get stale kind of like the uh the abyssal training grounds those are kind of gotten stale because literally rock paper scissors what you come up against and it's just kind of the meta's figured out well if you keep rotating yeah 
like the original like the the what they're planning on tranquility like it's even going as far in the rule sets as there's one where it's only navy slicers yeah like i so, think it's gonna be a blast yeah they're really like making it uh quite varied in rule set so they're kind of flexing that i think they should continue on with that and um i mean like only navy slicers is kind of like maybe a little too far but um the whole I'm sure it's just a test to see you know, yeah exactly. how it's how it's felt yep and the key here is like uh rotating rule sets i think are, are pretty cool but yeah, I don't know. I'm super excited. Uh, I think CCP is making a big step in in instance PvP instance gameplay, and I think it's a good thing because, man, small gang like comes in waves for me. It like I, I had a couple weeks of getting good fights like frequently, and like yeah, I fed a couple ships, but like good fights. And then like the last couple times I've roamed, it's just people, like people that vastly outship us. In like the other day in Losec, these dudes had literally like we had five guys with like a bifrost alt and they had a they had a fax undocked like a <laughs> yeah they had a fax uh a devoter uh like a balgorn they had all this stuff um and then like four or five more battleships and we were in like heavier nano mm -hmm. and they and they were just like no we can't fight you it's like what yeah that's what like you literally yeah. have a Balgorn. Oh, and they had a, a rapier as well. So they had a rapier. They had. You can't a, do anything. Like it's unfightable, honestly. Yeah, and we had we had two nightmares. That was the scariest part. Mm -hmm. So like, but they had a Balgorn. They had triage. We had uh, some boosters, and like I I don't know. I'm just like ah, you know, when people don't want to fight, it it's like ugh. Yeah, I was I, mean, I was just in a buffer gila, like no implants, buffer gila, like. If you think anyway. about how much time you actually are on grid fighting versus other things that you do in this game to try to get that, you know, five minutes of fight, it's yeah. not very much actual playtime. So this kind of thing, you know, we call it instance, and some people have a bad, you know, stigma because that. But still, hi, I would like to go fight something that I can fight, and we're not going to get it triaged and rapiered. Uh, hell yeah, yeah. I'll go do that That's all the, the time. Well, Eve is more fun for everyone, everyone in game when uh, when the universe is, is busy, when people are busy, people are flying things, losing things in game, right? Like, I, yeah, like the butterfly effect that people talk about, it, it kind of like it, it's that's the basic level is having people logged in to make more content for everyone, even if they're doing different things, right? Like, so I feel like having more people even if this is going to bring more people in even if it takes some people from the roaming small gang kind of scene and puts them more into this like i'm fine with that yeah because yeah. guess what else is uh this is in our show notes but like but ccp said on stream that the ess change is is real it is happening <laughs> they've yeah. done a lot of work on it so like i don't know that's that's like a big Big That's huge. Hey, guess gang. what? You can't just dock up now and wait for us to yeah. go away. We're going to take and your money and you're going to defend us. They said it is mandatory on, on their stream. <laughs> mandatory. So. So, so to me, it seems like, I don't know, I'm just hypothesizing here, but like, I don't think it's going to be through the typical ESS module. I think the function is going to get like rolled into the iHub or something along those lines. Man, we'll that'd see. be so cool. We'll see. But like, Oh, big news, like big, big news, big game changes for small gang. Um, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's, I'm stoked for all of these changes. And even right back to loop back around, 
if people are losing stuff in this quote instant stuff, well, they got to make money, which means more content for low or small gangers because we got to get people that are trying to make money. And it's just a big circle butterfly effect, right? And it's it's going to be fun. I'm I'm really excited for the next couple of months. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's touch on some other stuff. Um, another alliance tournament ship uh, got blown up, uh, and that was Sniper Bros. Fifteen. He's a dude from Test. He he's kind of infamous for doing the abyssal PvP in really blingy ships. He's one of the top mm-hmm. dudes in the game doing that. He lost a Hydra, which is the uh, Triglavian uh, Kavops frigate. So I don't know. We didn't talk to him, but just looking at the the, the way he w- had been flying it, um, so what he was doing is he had an alt. Um, I found his alt on the killboard on Zekill using like a tormentor, and he was just flying it with a Nos uh, AB Scram Web, and then like full buffer, dual four hundred plate, Trimark rigs. So what he would be doing is he'd having that hy- he'd have that Hydra in there cloaked. Uh, somebody would come take a fight with his Tormentor. He would tackle them and then decloak the Hydra and, and melt them with, uh, with uh, OP trig damage. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it's like, like you, I, I'm never going to tell people they're using AT ships the wrong way because just undocking them is pretty ballsy, but a lot of people like would have a problem with this. It's kind of you know, like it's definitely dirty, yeah, right? Yeah, I it's, mean, it's like I'm, one of those dirty ways. I but. can't hate on it too much because when I first got uniques, like this is how I learned with them was all right, this is a pretty safe environment. You got two warps to see what's coming in on you, and you can choose to disengage. Like, I, I don't want to uncloak and fight this. So, granted, yeah, it's a good way to learn, but it gets really, really boring. It feels a lot like gate camping, and you don't learn much about how to fight your ship you're gonna you know you're in your 200 billionist frigate killing 10 millionist frigates and it's just like yeah cool that is all kill mark farming yeah but he eventually lost it to there's some like pretty pretty well-known names like paquitos mm-hmm. on this and and grease pain i recognize that dude's name um yeah they, they it looks like they just you know like Piquito. essentially just Paquita lost to Maracha in a pretty famous way. He was out killing some a whole gang of bombers, actually. And if the quote is true that I heard about him, he just said on comms, oh, oh I want to go in and kill one more, and just rammed right into the whole recon fleet and lost his Maracha many years ago. He was the top Maracha pilot for a lot of years until yours truly uh, passed him up. Oof. Nice. But yeah, he, he knows a little bit about flying uniques also. Cool. Well. There we go. What do you think about the the Hydra? Because you're you're a big supporter of the Tiamat, the the Hydra's big brother, mm-hmm. right? So, so my I actually think the Hydra is unbeatable one v one and one v two in kind of a cruiser or a frigate situation. That ship, if you fly it with talismans, which uh, increase your newt or decrease your newt cycle time, is freaking OP. It is so so good. You can dual prop it. And then go Scram and Cat Booster. And with Newts, you can Newt anything out. And just frigates, cruisers, uh, some um, even above cruisers just cannot even shoot you. They can't hold you down because they have no cap. The downside of the Hydra is that unlike all of the other uniques um, that are covered ops, it gets a decloaking uh, target delay. So you have to decloak 
then you have to wait five seconds before you can even target things. And when you decloak and somebody sees a Hydra, they just right-click warp. And there is zero things you can do about it. So that has to change, in my opinion. That that ship just got owned in that way. So that's why I don't fly it. There's one sitting in Amamaki, fit, ready to go. But every time I've tried to fight anything, they just warp away and there's nothing I can do about it. So that's my issue with that ship. Yeah. And that sucks because it makes it forces people into using it in this uh, in this way where like you have an alt mm-hmm. grab things so that things are tackled while you're while you decloak right. Like, I don't know. Yeah, honestly, anyway. when it first came out, I thought it was a mistake because the Kermos, the Virtuoso, the Cades, all are in the same class. Don't have it. It's just like all bombers instant decloak delay. You can target, and I yeah. even petitioned it, and they're like, "Nope, this is how it's supposed to be." So. I don't know what I'm missing, but that's my issue with that ship. Team Talos, if you're listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, anyway, props, dude. Props for undocking yeah. uh, an AT ship, as as always. Um, on to the next one. But yeah, so I don't know. I guess we we wouldn't be an Eve podcast if we didn't touch on this next thing. And that is that there's, there's war brewing slash starting. Um, I don't know. We aren't really like uh, we aren't we're that type of podcast. But let's talk about: Is there anything that small gangers can do, and you know, to try and change the tide of war, or even just like get kills? Like, you know, do you guys do that? Do you like look for active war, like bigger war zones, and and you know? like try and frag people trying to get into catch up to fleets or like people moving around pockets in Tosasing. Like what have you we guys haven't done? really tried to be a nuisance in that way. I know some of the small gang guys that lived in one got approached by some of the war guys. and was like, Hey, can we pay you to uh, do kills? Can you be pingable to like, you know, be a fast reaction response or response for us if we need like jump bridges uh, camped or something like that. So I know there's some entities of the smuggling side that have, have been doing that. Yeah, I've how heard that as well. How it's affected us more is there's now areas which were under like a super cap umbrella that we just flat out would roll into and roll out of like instantly because we couldn't fight anything. Yeah, so, you know, so obviously, test, like Esoteria. Yeah, exactly. But now yeah. we tackle something in a carrier, sometimes even a Roracle, and we're like, well, hell, let's give this a shot. Their super fleet's not here. And we've got some kills just because of that, and they can't respond because, you know, everyone's off doing something else. So that's how it's changed for us. It's kind of opened up some hunting grounds. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, I mean, you could if you wanted to go out there with, like, a, I don't know, what would be, like, some boosters and some interdictors and, like, some heavier damage, maybe even, like, bombers to just, throw throw dps and and like Mm -hmm. do tricky stuff on gates and pockets and stuff like that like boost things off and annihilate them quickly kiki's stuff like that like a pseudo um whatever the whatever the empire builders call it yeah we rolled into a a staging actually and we were thinking about doing some stuff but there was a hundred man jackdaw fleet just sitting on the keepstar there and you know jackdaws apply it literally any range so it's like well what do you do as a 10-man group versus 100 jack does that counters anything yeah, i would ever exactly. want to do that's the we've been getting responses like we've been doing the the old uh 
staging system we'll just roll up in there with a pretty heavy gang and see what they they bring at you but it hasn't worked out very well <laughs> lately it's just kind of resulted in us having to like them bringing like massive rapid light spam and stuff like that and yeah. and things that like we try but i don't know <laughs> the other day we were in ge and uh somebody linked us the ping that brave sent out and it was it was like a rapid response for <laughs> for nano boys and they even put in the thing it was like uh they put thermo, like short for thermo, our tickers, thermo mm -hmm. for thermodynamics. It said thermo, question mark, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I love it's it. Like, uh, I love it. When you get pings like specifically for your group, it, it kind of feels good as a small as a small group, like when you get to see those things. Yeah, so, no, for sure. But yeah, but, but yeah, I don't know. That's that's about it. I, I think it's it's cool seeing all the uh, all those names come back to Eve for the war and and those type of players to get their content because like it's pretty stat like static and boring mm -hmm. for a, a while like very routine and then stuff like this happens and it kind of gets spiced up and uh, i have a, much, an much more like question flow. for you do you think that this war was um fake just like hey we need to do content so the heads get together and be like hey you want to fight and get some activity going in the video game or do you think it's actual like just once I was like, all right, let's go do something and make make a war. Uh, I think it's a little of both, probably. Like I, I I mean, every Nullsec leader would have to have their head planted so far up their ass to not realize <laughs> that that they needed to do something to yeah. uh, you know. And I think they're doing a pretty good job of of like you know, I'm not I maybe Villy and 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 co got together and we're like yo we're gonna break the nip for content and blah blah, blah and then started shit talking each other after and for you know for mm -hmm. for spinning up that wheel but uh i don't know it, it, I, that's very likely i think that they, they that it was kind of uh planned a little bit but i don't know we'll see everyone's it's definitely kinda, good for the game i mean here's the thing is like is goon swarm in on that is imperium like i doubt the imperium was like yeah, please form up the rest of the universe and come attack us in our home. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's maybe true. Like they, if they, if they had their way, they probably would have done something similar against someone else. You know what I mean? So, like, I think some people definitely got together and made that conscious decision that there needed to be content and what should we do? But man, I don't know. Like, so so I listened to the episode on TIS with like uh, Villy and. Pro God and um, and uh, uh, pa Pando is on there, mm -hmm. and man, it was like a little heated. Like they were they were kind of at each other. It was there was some shade thrown. Nice. They were like there was some some raised voices, and uh, <laughs> and I kind of like that. It's you know, may and maybe that's who knows. Maybe these guys are like fucking, you know, Hollywood actors and. Uh, and all for their members just, yeah it's just for the to get everyone ramped up and who cares if it is right like whatever i role played as a mercenary in eve for years to kind of have motivation to log in speaking of which <laughs> i want to give my my friends in noir uh a shout out here because uh they that's that's when i talk about role playing mercenary that's what i did for years that's how i learned how to small gang pvp was uh with a small group of mercs going from literally going from contract to contract um not always the most like like elite small gang stuff but 
always in a small gang trying to do the job, right? And it was pretty mm -hmm. cool. I learned a lot about mechanics, things like from small gang entosis to, you know, flying cheaper stuff that's like efficient, being a fucking huge pain in the dick to people. And uh, Noir is looking for small gang corpse to join their uh, their alliance. And they've been getting a lot of contracts. So if you if you're a CEO or you're in a small gang corp and you want to you guys want to give this a try, just get a give a uh, contact to Alexi of Card. He's the dude that hosts the Declarations of War podcast. Uh, yeah, so you guys can just he's in uh he's in the less than ten Discord, so it's A L E K. You'll find them. So yeah, give him a shout out if if you guys are looking for an alliance and I'd Works recommend been it. Around a long time, haven't they? Yeah, they they have been um like since two thousand and well like eight seven I don't know ages. There was a break where like after so. So Noir joined Mercenary Coalition when Mercenary mm -hmm. Coalition uh, made its comeback, and I was in Noir then, and that was kind of like uh, a massive decline in in being Noir because it got into like more just big saw like MC was a big Sov group more than a Mercenary in my opinion. It was very different from what we did and what I enjoyed in Noir. So there was like a big like. Uh, like downfall there mm -hmm. and it was it was on the back burner for quite a while like was was dead for a bit and then um alex was running a different corp and i like when i came back to the game i joined up with him again because he's it's just a solid dude he's a nice guy and uh we were living in great wildlands this is off topic but i'll, oh, I'll explain okay. it anyway so we were in great wildlands and we, he started this corp that made a, a freeport athenor with like a stock market in the middle of great wildlands and it was this like a really niche little micro ecosystem out there because there was like literally miners that would mine and like sell to the market and builders that would build shit and then i'd buy pvp ships and like roam into the neighboring regions and and uh nsh was around a little bit so like you know i'd try and kill the things that they were trying to drop caps on me with and yeah that kind of stuff it was it was cool but anyway after that he um had some success there and then restarted noir and uh yeah it i i was part of the restart of noir again mm -hmm. but um it so like one thing one disclaimer i'll say is that um it, it the reason i enjoy small gang is because i am one of the reasons is because i'm super busy and i need to be able to make my own content when i'm available to play and if you're on contract and the the action isn't happening when when you can play um, it can be discouraging, but if you have the ability to like, you know, I'm going to play for an hour or two in the next six, then, uh, then it, it's awesome. But like for me, I, I, my windows to play, I like, I seize them and that's when I play and that's it, um, because I'm so busy. So, so it, it didn't really work well for me anymore. So with that said, I don't know, give them, give them a shout out, give them a look. Um, it's, it's a pretty cool group. They, definitely, definitely they've been coming back in a big way. In the same way you did. And I was just looking through my history. Mercenary Forces was the corp that I joined in 2004. Long, long time <laughs> ago. And Dude. it was over like Syndicate and Orville, us median area. And we had a contract over there. And that's how I learned is 2004 or 5 doing that exact same kind yeah. of stuff. And they are still getting, like they are getting legitimate contracts. This isn't shit that the directors are just like making up. Like they actually, that's the one thing I genuinely respect. Like you, you can't not respect it. They literally 
play contract to contract. Um, and they're real contracts. Some, and that's the thing. Some of the times they're going to be like a, a difficult one that's not as exciting. And sometimes you're going to have that crazy cool contract. And there's this weird thing about like role playing a mercenary. And it entirely is role play, even though you get paid and everything. But it like, it, it, it's almost romantic in a way to, I don't know. People are going to flame me so hard. <laughs> you just <laughs> like, romantic to say yeah, it. No, like that's it's just the thing, right? Like, uh, if anyone, I mean, Eve is full of nerds. There's people who play D and D, and people like I know people in the small game community that do like weekly D and D stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't get any nerdier than that, boys. Like, uh, I don't know, it's fine. But anyway, uh, it's as Casper said, it is the morning, so we're gonna take a short break. I'm gonna go get a new coffee, and then we'll finish the show with our pretty expensive talk on the listener topic. So first first actual break we're going to keep in the show um so yeah enjoy the break we'll be right back the following is a sponsorship message brought to you by the csm notes and one anonymous donator from the less than 10 discord channel Aerith asks dunk dinkle if he would engage 20 slepnirs in 20 thoraxes he would come out isk positive by just killing three of them dunk dinkle doesn't want that he wants the hostiles to get the hell out of his system. All right, guys, we're back. Uh, we're going to get right into our final segment, which is the listener question. Um, that So we got this. I got an email the other day from uh, Rahala M- Mnel. Sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. Um, and I'll just read it to you guys, and then we'll get into it. Uh, they say, greetings, Feral. I hope you're well. As an avid listener of your podcast, I was wondering if you could cover other specialized topics. I greatly enjoyed your episode on Boosters and Bubbles. That was last episode, if you guys want to give it a listen, and learned a lot about in-game mechanics surrounding them. Would you ever consider a similar episode about Fast Tackle or the Electronic Attack Frigate? Have a great week. Looking forward to the next show. Cheers. Uh, so yes, we, we would consider that, and we're going to do it today because it's a great question. And it's one that's relevant because I've been flying a lot of fast tackle uh, on the most elite level. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's let's kind of start. So fat like so fast tackle and EAF. So this is kind of like support frigates. Um, let's start from right up my alley. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. So let's start like right from the bottom. Um, let's talk about T one stuff. Uh, and kind of the role of the fast tackle really briefly, right? So the role of the fast tackle, in my opinion, there's two modes of fast tackle. The first mode is when you're not in a current engagement. It's the role of fast tackle to try to find fights and tackle things. They're fast and they tackle things, right? So your interceptor in front, they're also going to kind of serve as the scout if you're roaming. So, you know, um, interceptors have... One sec. No worries. I'll just kind of continue in in my thoughts of interceptor. You know, it scouts. It has an amazing mechanic, which is bubble immune. You know, sometimes people that are hunting or not hunting, mining or ratting or something, will set up bubbles around gates so that they can't be caught quickly. And interceptors just kind of get around that. You know, a really really great tool for small gangers is a good hunter which will be in a fast tackle. And that's super, super undervalued. I think, at least in my little circle, we have some of the best hunters in the game, in my opinion. And those guys, with their descanning ability, is absolutely incredible. 
and they're usually all in scepters or even like hyperspatial um, heretics and such, which gets away from bubble immune, but then you can also tackle supers. You know, the, the fast tackle takes a couple of different roles, and man, they're just one of the most valuable things to have in, in a game. Absolutely. And then, and you, thank you. Uh, I just, I was distracted there for a second, but you picked up and said exactly what I was going to say. And then the other mode, if you will, of, of fast tackle is on a grid while you're actually fighting and they play the role of kind of screening uh, the other fast ships from getting tackle on your slower ships, essentially. Um, and that's like a very nuanced thing. It's very uh, like at the high level when you're, when you're gang, you you almost dictate the engagement because um, with like a interceptor and you're doing like drive by scrams, it's it is so fun doing this. But like you have to be careful because when you scram things that are micro warp driving, they're sig drops. So like your damage, your people projecting damage, if they're trans matching well, like they don't want the sig to drop. They want them to keep their MWD on. They they don't want them to just stop. So you have to know, you have to have a really good understanding of the fight and when to use things, when it's dangerous, when, you're, when your fleetmates are in danger and you need to get a scram, and when you want to let that SIG kind of stay bloomed and let them still pull towards you. Um, so That's a really, really good point. It's very often that you hear, let them bloom, let them bloom. It'll be called out in our gangs, especially, obviously, I'm going to step a little bit ahead, if we have an EAF like a hyena, if he says, I have webs, let him bloom, all right, well, that does the same thing as a scram, but he's still in micro warp driving, so he's bloomed huge, so it's easier for our damage to hit. So exactly. it's it's a really, really, again, nuanced and high-level you know, kind of mechanic, but it, it's definitely huge. And good Scepter pilots, again, are, are very hard to find and very undervalued. It's super nice to have. Absolutely. So let's get into it. Well, actually, let's talk about the EAFs a little more since we talked about fast tackle. So EAFs, um, both T1 and T2 EAFs, electronic attack frigates, are useful. Uh, they they play kind of additional roles in the T2. Um, but yeah, their role is much more support focused. Um, it, it's like T, like weapon disruption is very powerful, especially when you start talking about like linked Um weapon disruption it, it can be pretty insane how devastating it can be um damps again damps are are super devastating ecm is i don't ecm's in a weird place um yeah the only time i see ecm useful at least to us is against carriers yeah uh, we jam fighters very often with the kitsune or even a hundred men falcon rook and mm -hmm. that's how we are able to maybe only have to use one Lodgy when we have like less shacks and stuff on the field. We'll just yeah. take an EAF of some sort and just jam the fighters. For sure. That's a good point. And so, that, so they're much more niche than fast tackle, but still very useful. Obviously, the hyena is obvious, obvious webs, um, also gets a TP bonus. But, but they like, you don't want to take an EAF with like a one or, you know, three man gang, basically. It's, they kind of come in. Well, well, a, a fast tackle is much more needed. The, in my opinion, the EAFs kind of fill the roles once you get up to like five, five Correct. man, probably like five to seven, eight man gangs. You're gonna want to want. You're gonna want to have like an EAF or or maybe a recon instead of an EAF. But we're talking about the EAFs, so 
So it's kind of like the broad roll. They they damp, they have long points. So we'll go through them all. The the Amar T1 does um, weapon disruption. The T2 does weapon disruption and neuting, right? In the mm-hmm. in the um, Sentinel. Uh, the Kaldari, it's just jams, both T1 and T2. There's no additional bonuses um, for the T2, for the Kitsune. The uh, Minmatar, the T1 just does paint. And then the T2 does paint and web web range. And then the, what was the last one? Uh, we haven't, oh yeah, the Galente. So the, the Mollusk is just damps. And then the Carries gets a bonus to damps and tackle range. So Warp Disruptor, Warp Scram range. Yeah. So, um, cheap, fast tackle, cheap EAFs. What are your thoughts on those? I think, again, as you said, you know, you fit out a gang similar to how you maybe fit a ship, if you want to use that analogy. Sometimes, you know, you got to fit your ship. You got to have basic things. You got to have a micro drive. You got to have maybe some tank. Sometimes it's not worth it in only three, four man gangs to have one of these. But after you have your damage and your tackle maybe secured, then these are super, super useful to help um, as like a, an exponential fighter so that you can take on more and more things at a time. Because up to a certain point, all right, 5v5, 5v8, 5v10, sure. As soon as you get above that, really, really need a way to control more than one ship or scary things like Hugans where damps just flat out counter. We can fight under a couple of Hugans when we have damps because they just get damped out, they can't lock us, and then our nano elite gang, Chesser Kiting, works perfectly because the webs can just be ignored. Yeah, exactly. And I think, like, I'm going to make a statement here that we'll see if you agree with it, but mm-hmm. uh, T1 electronic attack frigates are more useful than T1 fast tackle frigates. 100%. Yeah, 1,000%, yes. Yeah, so the reason behind that is, if you look at the bonuses, um, so... So EAFs can 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 stay at range. They don't have to be within tackle range, and they literally shouldn't be within tackle range because guess what? Their their modules that make them useful have longer range than that. But your tackle frigates, like your Condors, your uh, what is it, Atron, those those attack frigates that are bonused to um, well, they get a bonus to a reduction in activation cost for prop module for prop propulsion jamming modules, and then they're like slightly faster than the other two in frigs. They are lacking the bonuses that make T2 like interceptors survivable. So that is the bubble immunity, the massive SIG reduction under MWD. That's the biggest thing they have going aside from, well, and then also the uh, range of disruptors and scrams. So like they can't do the job as well as their T2 counterparts. The T1 EAFs, they do an acceptable job. It's huge. I mean, even just think about lock range. Lock range of those Tech 1 uh, frigates. I mean, you're going to get shot by a retry or something coming in before you can even lock. Yeah. And it, it's really hard to even for the best pilots to stay alive in a Slasher or Atron or whatever. And it's so much more useful to chuck that same pilot in a Mollus or a Crucifier and completely give some gang some headaches from yeah. out of, of anything they can do against you. Hundred percent. So I'm gonna like as far as small gang goes, the T1 fast tackle ships are are basically useless unless you're doing some like you know uh, like combat type fit. Like yeah, like you can do a kiting condor or a rocket condor or whatever, right? But you're not really using the ship as a fast tackle in that sense. It's more of a solo solo boat, right? So mm-hmm. 
So we'll kind of move on and start talking about the T2 ships because that's really like the bread and butter of of this class, right? So if a pilot, a newer pilot came to me and they're like, oh, I want to fly tackle. I want to fly. I want to be a scout. Like I would not, I would tell him to immediately train interceptors and, and not even worry about flying around in a condor because they're cheap. They're cheap enough. Like realistically, like no one is going to bat an eye at 50 or 60 mil flying interceptors around. You're going to die less <laughs> in an interceptor than a T1 uh, fast tackle ship. So just, just fly an interceptor. And in my opinion, you're going to be flying a stiletto uh, or a malediction. Um, the other two uh, just are, are worse. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. It's basically a two-tier me- meta. Like it's stilettos and malleys and then the crow and uh, Aries below that. So stilettos, I mean, okay, so preface this with you guys can fit these however the fuck you want um i'm going to tell you what i think works and what the general community thinks works and what people fly uh, i've flown all these and and i would agree there's like room for minor fitting changes but pretty much this is it it they they haven't changed in a long time um and they work well so your stiletto you're not going to fit guns you're going to fit a uh, long point short point like so a warp scepter scram, which if you fly an interceptor as fleet tackle and you don't fit a long point and a scram, you're fitting it wrong straight up. Confirmed. That's wrong. That's wrong. And then you're gonna fit a micro warp drive, obviously, because every interceptor should be fit flying with an MWD except for a nymph. Um and then a MSE, medium shield extender. And in your lows, uh, there's a little bit of room for flexibility. Most people are gonna go like DCU nano overdrive. I'm in a polycarb rig and an ionic. And that ionic uh, is super important because your targeting range is low enough that you can't make you make use of like a heated or faction warp disruptor very well because as you're coming into targeting range, there's that like delay of targeting. And like it it basically nullifies it. If you you must have some targeting range extension on interceptors when you're flying them properly whether it's a SIGAMP or an Ionic. So, with the targeting range on a stiletto, you're out to 48 kilometers with rounding. And that's pretty much even a linked Tech 2 heated warp disruptor puts you right there. Yep. So you have to have that targeting range extinction. Absolutely. Or if you even go blingy, like a, like a faction, like a true Sancha uh, warp disruptor, I mean, heated there, you're 45 kilometers even without links. So yeah, with with so like, yeah, you really need that. Um, the malediction, there's a little more room for fitting flexibility here, uh, and there's there's two so like stilettos you can pimp. People do faction tackle mods and uh, like a well. Hold on a sec. <laughs> Having a basic stiletto with an A type Crelly A type five MN and a faction shield extender, it's like a ninety to hundred mil fit. Very good interceptor. Very good for the price. Highly recommend that A-type fit. Um, the ones I bring into Thera for frame art, they're all that fit. It, it's very good. It's good main boxing. It's good as an alt because you don't have to manage cap or rep. It has good cap stability. It has good buffer. Fast. Done. 
But the malediction, if you're going to main box an interceptor, I would recommend the malediction and even the cheap fit, which is like, I think it's two slot tank. Oh man, I can't remember. Is it two slot tank nano overdrive ionic? I've never found a cheap Mali. I can't tell you. Uh, let me see if I have a have it saved. But there's a cheap malediction fit. Um, no, I don't have it in Piper right now. Shit. But anyway. There's a cheaper fit. You guys can play with it. Um, it's also good. The Malediction gets a uh, resistance bonus. Uh, so it, it's, it's, you can like always run an AAR. You get a lot of, uh, lot of benefit out of an Ancel armor rep on the, on the Mali. Um, and, you know, you can't like tank hard. You want to still not get scrammed. Um, and you're just going to pulse your AAR to kind of negate some damage. Mm-hmm. Once that thing's starting to get empty, you should think about leaving. That's kind of the life of it, right? That's how it works. It's it's buffer, not active tank. But, well, I don't know. Should we talk about, like, let's let's talk about some tips, I guess, on on flying these interceptors. So All right. Well, I have some drawings. I don't know how you you do drawings and speak, but I have, I have yeah. We did, I call them, oh, whatever, this is hard to do, but just some, some tips on flying these things, right? When you're going, we'll, we'll do it on the defensive because we're usually on the defensive end in a small gang versus a bigger entity. So when you go to screen something or somebody calls, hey, I need to screen this. When you go to screen, you want to kind of intersect them in a T way. Uh, you're, tell me if this makes sense to you, Faye, and maybe explain it better. You want to... Yeah intersect them perpendicular but behind them because if they're a good pilot they're also going to counter scram you if they have one but you want you know if you're both scrammed you want to be able to coast away regardless so you want his momentum and your momentum to get you free again so if you come them perpendicular behind did a one cycle just uh, drive by scram and then regardless you'll always coast away and the best scepter pilots can do that every single time. So even if you know you get a scram on back, he's always going to get free and be able to continue yeah. speed and mitigate. The way I to think about it is that well, but oof. it's difficult. Like if you if you do the T thing, you're thinking like on a 2D plane, and that's if people aren't like understanding it. I understand it perfectly because I I do it all the time. So I I you know I have that ability to relate to it. But you could also think of it as when you drive by scram. Uh, like freeze your your frame of your grid and make a sphere around the ship you're trying to uh, scram. And that sphere is their scram range, right? So you want to enter that sphere uh, the least amount of time possible, and you want to do it in a way that their inertia will carry them out of that sphere. And yours carries you out of the sphere as well. So like if they're going, you know, straight, you want to come at an angle so that you you enter it and they actually have to turn around to come towards you if you if you like get behind them and then you you fly your ship in the same direction of, of them if they're doing 3000 and you're doing 5000 like you're going to come right into them scram them and then you're going to get closer they're going to slow down and stop you're going to come like right into them like ram them and then they're going to scram you and then you're both your inertia is going in the same way so you're you know that's a really poor idea to do in an interceptor the key is that you want to just get in and get out and you want to keep your inertia um yeah we'll let you 
Casper just posted a, a, <laughs> a, a an excellent photo showing this in very like scientific way. So we will post that in the show notes. <laughs> it's, oh. it's it's one of those weird things that you kind of just pick up as you learn to manually pilot. And that's another thing is like when you're flying these, you need to manually pilot. If you orbit twenty, if that's you're you're going to die because your orbit is going to just pull you into the enemy gang. You you're gonna it's like. So bad. It's so bad. This is like the best ship to learn manual piloting because they're very survivable, but you're going to pay for your mistakes and that's fine. They're ch- you can fly cheap interceptors. They do a great job. I love flying interceptors. Interceptor 5 was my first level 5 hull. And it's probably the best, honestly, it's, first time yeah, we get. So good. Um and you don't need like big weapon support skills to be effective. You just need like your navigation skills up, which you should have up for every ship. It, like all the core fitting skills are what you need for to fly a good interceptor and then interceptor five. So, and frig five is a quick chain, so you can cross train into other races and yeah, just, you should, you should do it. It's so good. So you learn like you should hotkey. You, you should really hotkey flying interceptors because mm-hmm. like I use a mouse modifier for overheat and just like heated scram drive-bys. It's, it's the way to do it. So yeah. Uh, super fun you get a really good feeling flying them like you're clicking around you kind of have to do this thing where if your gang's burning one way like you want to be at the front line of your gang so that you can screen things coming in but you can't just burn in a straight line because a you you might not have very good transversal on the enemy gang and b you're faster than everyone so you're going to be out of position so you have to do these things where you're kind of like weaving back and forth in like uh like sine waves, if you will, while the rest of your That's gang is burning in a straight line, right? Like on a 2D plane, sine waves, you can, mm-hmm. you can, on a 3D plane, you can do, I don't know what you'd call them, but like you can even do like little circles, like, um, vortex like circles, vortex, like corkscrewing, like, yep. like, you know, reverse spiraling, if, if you will. <laughs> like you can call it so many feathering, you can call it so many different things. The point is, is that you, you burn fast in a way that has good transversal in a way that you don't uh cover as far as a horizontal distance as you would if you were just burning in a straight line i guess that's a okay way to put it this is diff- this is difficult to talk it's about really hard to, yeah visualize over just speech right uh yeah it's like i don't know i fly by feel like i don't look at a grid and think like i know i can tank this i always fly like all right, let's see how this goes, right? And that's the nice thing about interceptors is unless you make terrible mistakes, you're not just going to get like ass blasted unless it's from like a shield icky. Rip. Oh yeah, then you're just owned. <laughs> so like you have to know those certain ships that you can't go against, but um, you generally have room because you're so fast. Like for example, in my bling Mally, like there'll be seven to 10 jackdaws on grid. And I'm like, yeah, like I'll just get within 60, 50, 40 of them, whatever. And if I like if they prime me, I'll just have my Ansel rep ready and my heat on my MWD ready. And I know that if I just heat a couple cycles that I'm going to be out of range as easy as that. All I have to do is double click away from them and burn and their missiles are, you know, going to have trouble hitting me. And it's fine. Same thing with caracals, like against light missile slash rapid light missile ships that are typically bad against like interceptors. I I can fly really aggressively and have the time to make a decision like, all right, heat and burn away. 
And that's a good thing because quite often, like we fought uh, some of the Fuedit dudes that are in the Discord a, like a month ago. And I was in my Mali before it was like much more bling, much less mm -hmm. bling than it is now. But they, they decided to shoot me because I was right in their face right off the get go. And afterwards, they're like, man, that was our mistake, wasn't it? Like, you tanked so much, like, you negated so much damage, even though they were, had some rapid light ships. And it's like, yeah, they're like, it gives your, your gang time to get into position safely, like, get it to the, you know, it, it just, it's, Obviously it's like a, it's a very like linchpin ship. You, you know, you can do so much. There's not a much better feeling than in your super bling Mali to be able to just ram an Ortheris, scram it and hold it, have him waste his entire clip on you while you just tank. Yeah. And it's just so good. It is good. So let's, let's talk about it. Like the, we've kind of covered the low tier stuff and well, actually we haven't really talked about EAFs from, okay. a, from a, a, the T2 like higher perspective. So, uh, which so, you want to start with? What's your favorite one? Let's let's rank. Yeah, let's rank them. So, uh, carries Sentinel, Hyena, Kitsune. My my one my one to four. How about you? Carries Sentinel, Hyena, Kitsune. So same as me. Yeah, okay. yeah. So Hyena. So okay. So I'll tell you why I put the Hyena third, okay. and that's because I think. Everyone knows what a hyena does. They see it and they're like, yep, I know that. I know it's web range. I know what it's going to do. I feel like you can surprise people with a sentinel still. You can like roll some newts. And the fucking newting power on a sentinel is pretty strong. Like it, it's you, you will insta stop, insta cap out uh, any frigate mm -hmm. out to like, I know people that I fly with that it's about 60k. Yeah, you can you can get it out to about seventy two if you want to put real money into it. Yeah, my this okay. If we're going on Sentinel, let's start there. My thing with the Sentinel, I've lost a couple ten bill plus Sentinels just because I'm an idiot. <laughs> the Sentinel is there for its mid slots, in my opinion. I always do armor fit. Yeah, you can control an entire group of the mid slots, and the high slots are there to either one shot a Jaguar coming at you. And then he yep. can't get his ADC off, or something super tanky, a Hyperion or a Golem or some nonsense that's just tanking the living crap out of your gang. Other than that, your mid slots can control an entire grid. You can have a cargo or a, a refit there, so you can refit to shoot um, missile guys disruptors or TD disruptors, and you can shut down an Orthrus down to like 18 kilometers. Screw your newts. All right, let's just go ram this Orthrus. You can keep your entire gang free. And then if you want to chuck a TD on that stupid kiting uh, Pete uh, Tengu that's sitting out there at 100, just tuck a disruptor on him, and he's not going to shoot past 50 anymore too. And so you yeah. can do like shut down three ships with your one EAF in that Sentinel, and it's really, really strong. Yeah, and, and that's, that's what I mean like with the surprise thing. Like people... Good. Sorry. I thought I had PC mm -hmm. problems. But um, like the... It, it, the newts are surprising to people the range and then it does such a good job at, at like you say controlling with its mids that uh i don't know i feel like people don't aren't as scared of it as uh as a uh hyena like that jaguar is isn't gonna burn in against the hyena maybe but 
for some reason it it is just like oh whatever sentinel like i can i can mm-hmm. ram in on this gang and then all of a sudden it stops at 40 kilometers and like you say it can't hit its adc and it just gets vaped at or the same time it, feeling ever. I hate yeah. gags. and when they can die without an adc my middle finger just kind of wants to go up to the screen just sometimes yeah and but they are very challenging ships to fly let's be real like that yeah. is, that's a very difficult uh button multi button heavy ship to fly so there's that. Uh, the carries is just top because the utility it brings with damps, shutting down really dangerous ships like, like, mm-hmm. the, like the Sentinel can, but even more so because Sentinels can't do anything to, to counter like long webs. Um, so it, it's, it's even more able to shut down, but also well known of what it can do. Mm-hmm. And then having, having that utility long point is also quite nice. Or or long scram if you want to go that way. I mean, whatever. Yeah, I don't think that we do the point so often on ours, just because the only reason we're doing it is to counter webs. That's legitimately yep. why, or Balgorns, long range newts or webs. That's legitimately why we bring out a carries. And For so sure. it's like, was it three damp then without the long point, or was it four? I've forgotten now. With the, the armor arm. fit. Uh, I actually forget as well. Let me double check. And I will let you know. I'm sure I have one laying around somewhere. I mean, you can, like, the standard fit I've seen is triple damp MWD long point. So if you, I, I'm, I think, I'm trying to remember now. That, that makes sense. If so, we, I like to drop the long point just and go all damp. And also, all you damp. have a, a refit there with you just in case, because you always have yep. a refit. For sure. Yeah. Super solid. Um, Kitsune, you know, Man. I know people fly them. It's it's like yeah it's kind of mad that ECM is like so here's the thing if a long if if like a hyena or um a uh, Hugin comes on grid and you're like oh I'll just I'll just jam it sweet and then it's just gonna web you down and you're gonna get vaped like unless you have layering Ewar I don't yeah, know it's it's rough I mean we've used a Kitsune in kind of a bigger armor gang when we fought some what was it. Some munins that came at us, but they had six or five scimitars. And I think I might have mentioned this uh, last podcast. They had five scimitars. So I just fit up a kitsune with all mimitar jams that came in there and jammed like three to the five first cycle. And that allowed our kind of heavier armor brawling gang just to kill things. But it's super, super niche when you can actually fly it. Yeah. And then, yeah, Hyena, um, a lot of people will run armor fits again to keep room for the mids so you don't have to tank in your mids and run like dual dual web painter because mm-hmm. it has the painter bonus as well. Um, or maybe maybe triple web. Triple or... web. When we used to run jackdaws quite a bit, all kind of missiles, and we didn't, again, yeah. we talked about this earlier, we wanted their SIG to stay big so we didn't want to scram. We'd run triple yeah. triple web hyenas, and then the jackdaws would just apply outrageously well. Yeah. Pretty awesome. So yeah, that's that's kind of the EAFs. I mean, people tend to bling them a lot. They get quite survivable when, when, you, uh, when they get some bling on them, but not not like an interceptor not they're not survivable like an interceptor and that's just basically due to they're slower and they don't have the sig reduction bonus so Such an um, underrated bonus. it's so good yeah it's so good so if you can like plate like a lot of people run plate and rep on these 
uh, in the lows and then like maybe uh, like roll a MWD for SIG reduction still like just because that's the SIG is so important in frigates guys like it's it's such an important stat. Um, I think that's the most kind of survivable you're going to get. But like I said, they don't have to fly 30, 20, you know, kilometers away from things like interceptors do. Uh, keep your range and, you know, you're a fragile ship that's important. So fly it like that. Great job. And then just to close out, let's talk about like the high end fast tackle ships. Like we're talking about two and one is one that I've never flown that I want you to talk about. At the oh, end. oh, we're going high, high end. I thought. Oh we were yeah. Going. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about the malediction first. So okay. the, the bling malediction is unlike anything else, any other interceptor. Um, it is so strong. It's 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 so fun to fly you guys like like i i don't know i don't even know how to explain it like it's you can be so aggressive and the combination of its speed it's it's uh you know bubble immunity it's like long scram range uh its tank is just like the result is this ship that that is so rewarding to fly <laughs> feel the result yeah. of piloting well like you you it's so fun and you just secure kills for your gang you secure kills you save people you control the flow of the grid i mean unless it's like an overwhelming runaway but even then like getting her heroic drive-bys on thing and you warp down and you like burn over he's, he wasn't aligned to something so he's burning off and the ship is faster than him and he needs to slow down to turn to warp like that's a terrible situation to be in um when an interceptor or something fast is chasing you and you're in like a cruiser and they're gaining on you at like a thousand meters a second and you are gonna have to turn to warp out you're just like fuck right and i've literally been in this situation before <laughs> where i'm in the interceptor and i come down and i and i see the guy like gaining on my overview like on my grid the brackets and I come in, and as soon as you get the scram, you just see that their bracket like insta stop, and then the distance just getting more and more, and you know you've done your job. It's it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty yeah. fun, just like saving people, and then, yeah, I don't know. It's have you got the nos on your melee? Yeah, I've got a, a nos, and that's like hyper aggro plays, right? So you can you you just ram and scram something, and then nos them so that you have the the cap to hold your scram and pulse your ancil rep. Uh, like dangerous, like neck, like very dangerous plays. But um, when you know what it can do, like you, you can do that kind of stuff. But it's, I mean, that's the thing is you kind of have to know, like against a battleship. Like if they have a grappler, like you, you need to know that. And in that case, you're not gonna really close to like a thousand. You're gonna try and like skirt the edge of your scram range and hold scram right. Um, and and even then, like heavy nukes, like it's it's fucking dangerous flying this thing against battleships aggressively. Are scary. They're super scary because if you get nuded and you're with like twenty off, like you're fucked. And that's like battleship pilots. If you're fighting against a bling mally, hold your heavy nukes. Don't nuke them at thirty five forty. Hold it. Wait until they're closer and then cap them out. And I mean, there's the thing about it depends where you are in your micro warp trap cycle because as most people know, like, if you get capped out, at, like, a second into your micro-warp drive cycle, your micro-warp drive just keeps going, even though you don't have the cap to run it. 
for the next cycle, but you're going to cover a lot of distance in a, in a fast ship in that cycle. So like that, in that case, you're going to pull through, hopefully you're on a good trajectory and you're going to be like out of range of things when your micro drive cycle expires because you have no cap. So hopefully you can like warp off, regen enough cap to warp off at that point, right? It's like your your only play basically. That's that's a really good point you bring up because I didn't even think about it till you said that right then. If I see a battleship and I see him hit my hit me with a newt at like thirty or thirty five, instantly I have like in my head, okay, I got twenty seconds, whatever. I'm free to do whatever I want. I can just ram that nerd, get a scram, hold him. He he can't do anything to me. I he already used his newt cycle. So that's yep. a really really good point for battleship pilots. If you ever want to uh, kill some of our elite chessers, just wait until we get close use that newt and then hit us with everything you got it puts us dead in the water and if we can't nos you uh we're in some trouble yeah and that's the thing it, it takes a little bit to regen that cap for a micro trip cycle mm-hmm. um that's the biggest downside it's the same problem i had like on a smaller scale albeit but like the the shield bed mac i like that ship a lot for roaming it's like not crazy blingy it's like 400 mil and it's fucking fast and it projects well. And I r- was running with the LSE ASB because I'm a I'm an ASB gamer. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of the armor fit people run. And I, I loved it. But it's so susceptible to newts. Uh, like, I <laughs> I hilariously lost one against a Varger one time because uh, he newted me at 30 and capped me out and then heated his faction long point. And I was just like, I don't have a cap injector. So I was aligned, only warp disrupted, without any cap like trying to pull enough range from this thing under no prop mod to warp off or yeah. even enough cap to get that MWD cycle. But I, instead I just sat there and died. Cause I, you know, it's kind of the same thing, just like on a smaller scale, you, yeah. these you things really... do so much confidence, but when you get it wrong, man, you get it wrong. My very first one was literally almost 20 bill. It was very, very expensive. And I was so confident with it that I was just like, oh, guys, there's a Hecate. I'm going to ram it. I can tank him. No problem. It was a Tusker's Hecate, Hecate, however you want to say it. I got like four shot, just absolutely dunked. That's how, but that's how confident I was because I was tanking Orthruses. I could tank whatever I wanted. Cormorants, who cares? Uh, And then, you know, you died. But these ships are so good. And I think it's it's pretty insane, man. If we're going to talk, you know, money is no issue. I think unless you're running high-grade snakes, I still think the Stiletto is a better ship than the Malediction with Max Bling. That that might be not a... I, I think you're right because you, I mean, you're running a, a four-low slot tank. The, these Correct. Maledictions are not that fast. You know, you're running between like five and 5,500, I bet. Uh, mm-hmm. Like like depending on the implants and, and everything. But, you know, the stilettos are the same speed. Um, just they don't have the, the tank. Like The agility difference is absolutely yes, incredible. Flying in a stiletto versus a Mali, that stiletto turns on a dime. Then you get in your Mali and you're like, huh, I am in a lorry on an ice skating rink. Wee! It's so true. You, and you know, I was actually thinking about running like a Geno clone because since cap is so important and and the agility, like I was tr- gonna try mine with a, a Geno clone just to see over snake. I've done it and I, I did it a lot and I don't have an issue with it at all. I'm running yeah. a real regular repper and so cap's really important because I gotta keep that thing going. Well, that's and the thing. Genos aren't 
the worst, truthfully. And then you have fitting to run the NOS and you don't have to spend 10 bill on a stupid ship to get a nice NOS. Yeah, I think it's a good compromise, quite frankly. And then you also don't need those crazy cap use rolls on top of everything else. Like you you can deal with a, you know, normal Abyssal mod, not a fucking min-maxed crazy one. And my my Mali is nowhere near what Casper's was or or are like i don't have that kind of isk mine's i mean i'm i'm still doing okay but like uh, you know i've been running mid grades and <laughs> yeah. and i got an a type enam on it and a a, a fancy a and p and a abyssal plate abyssal everything but like they're not crazy mods they're they're like a few hundred mil kind of thing each um like 400 mil prop stuff like that like my prop is max sig roll just a decent cap use and the speed is like okay but we'll see. I fed. Um, I, fed, I I lost my. I should have told the story at the beginning. But are we are we pretty much done with the the fast? Yeah, sure. we, we can, I think we're done. I think we covered it. Except. Okay. Well, tell your story I, first. I, I, okay. I'll, I'll I'll tell my story first. So, I was flying like an arty wolf, and I was in mid grades because I pretty much live in mid grades, and I was in low sec. I went to Ikoria, which is like the latest Triglavian invasion system. And disclaimer, I haven't done anything with this invasion stuff yet, like mm. the Triglavian stuff. So I was like, cool, I'll just check it out. So I jump into system. It's, you know, it's a high sec system that's now like uh, whatever, null sec effectively. So I saw there's like a NATO and a Talos on a station. So I was like, cool, I'll just warp in at range and like see if I can get a transversal quickly on this NATO. I know he's going to be insta-fit and, uh, and, and go kill him. Well... So like I landed and there's just fucking a million Trulavian rats on the station. I'm like, okay. So I guess like the mechanic is that these dudes are allied with them essentially. So they don't get shot. So I land and I fail to get transversal on the NATO quick enough. So he blaps my chief party wolf, whatever. I'm like, whatever. So I go to warp off my pod, except the fucking Triglavians like have this ridiculous insta aoe bullshit that just vaped my snakes like instantly like i didn't have a like i had zero chance like i died i like on the same tick i'm like warping out but still got vaped like so anyway i'm just not going to go to those systems anymore they uh they cater to play styles that uh don't interest me yeah <laughs> that's the oh, basis of it I, I like it yeah so anyway so like learning point for you guys just like don't try to do that <laughs> so anyway we're gonna finish off this segment with one last ship we're gonna talk about i'm not All gonna right. say shit about it because i don't i've never flown it and it's uh most people won't ever fly it but that's the imp casper you're a very i don't know are you top imp pilot top uh, uh no i think velch is still hired me but i'm second Velch's. okay so there you go let's talk about the imp why is the well, imp so the amazing imp is absolutely freaking broken. If you think about how you're going to die in a malediction, it's going to be you're scrammed, and then you're dead. Well, the imp has this cool feature where it's unscrammable. So that's pretty cool. Anything wants to ram you, you can't get scrammed. You're always going to keep your speed. So the only thing you have to watch out for is webs, and that's pretty easy to be faster than about any web in the game. Um, another really cool feature about the imp is a signature, right? So you don't have a micro warp drive, so you don't have a micro warp drive bloom. So my shiny, this is a 13 bill malediction, has a signature of 33 with the micro warp drive off. All right, let me say that again. The malediction armor fit with the micro warp drive off has a signature of 33. Well, the imp at 
uh, full speed, so you're doing, you know, 4K, has a signature of 37. So yeah. doing 4K, my signature is the same as an armor malediction with his, his um, uh, thingy off. So it is almost impossible to ever get a correct, like a, a shot on an imp. Even things like Tiamat's insane tracking, uh, we talked about them. Uh, what's the Tech 2 Tiamat called? I just went mind blank. The Ikitursa? Ikitursa. Even Ikitursa can't hit an imp. Obviously, I'm not going to stay in Icky's full spool range because the one time it does, it'll one-shot me. But I have some time to run in there, get a scram, get somebody else to get a heavier scram, and I can get away completely safely. This ship, you know, AT ships really can't be used as tools. We talked about it earlier. You can only really, you know, bait and, you know, farm kill marks. But the Imp is pretty much the one in the game that is a tool and an asset for any game or any gang because literally it's a fast tackle that can tackle anything and can't honestly really be killed unless you really make a big mistake it is honestly that good and also it has damage so i can do 500 damage if i want all the blingy maledictions and stilettos we've talked about previous have a nos in the highs and really no damage well now i can off go do my own thing i can kill kikis or you know whatever i need to kill and also be pretty much unkillable and it's such a broken good freaking ship so just for some context on this, the like, if you guys aren't familiar, it has a, a huge afterburner, afterburner velocity bonus, and then it also has all the bonuses of an interceptor, plus the damage, like like Casper mentioned. So it's it's fucking insane. Like it's crazy. Uh, so Casper, hmm. mod, mods aside, we're talking about hull price. If I wanted to buy an imp. Uh, is it even possible? Are people even selling them? And if so, like, what is the price of one? Because well, the- I don't know if there's one for sale right now. I th- the last one that I know about that sold went for four hundred and eighty-five billion. So they're kind of expensive for an interceptor. Kind but of. it's it's pretty much unkillable interceptor. It's kind of anyway. Um, so you're looking around that price. But the problem is, if no one actually has one for sale then if you find somebody who's like, yeah, all right, I'll sell you one, he can kind of name his price and he can say a trill. And you either pay it or you don't get one. So that's, AT ships are getting rarer and rarer. And especially with no more, maybe, you know, fingers crossed coming out, it's going to be more and more like that. If you want one, you're going to pay whatever price the guy that is selling one is going to have it, or you're not going to get one. Absolutely. So yeah, that's the imp. I mean, I figured we should talk about it because we're, like Casper, it's so good. It's broken. It doesn't even take a good pilot. It's that good. That's <laughs> uh, so funny. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Let's let's wrap it up. This was a fun show. I like this. Yeah. Just, just bullshitting. Um. So let's let's hit some shoutouts and then close her up. Uh, new month. So uh, gonna shout out our patreons. Uh, so we've got one new one this month. Uh, and that's Mr. Hyde. Uh, so thank you, Hyde. Thanks, Binary Satyrs, Alorb, Constantinus, Cialis, Court Eagle, Jenny Valentine, and Alexander Christie. Again, thanks so much, guys. Casper, over to you. Yeah, I'm going to be a broken record here. Um, it's the 5v5's final this and next weekend. So shout out to CCP. They're doing some back-end prizes. They have donated some prizes to us to actually run this thing and actually have a prize pool. They got TD Thunderdome up and running for us. 
So that's freaking huge. The first time in about two years that that server's been up and available. So they've put in actually some big man hours. And then Geronix has been in the background pushing all the buttons and making videos for us. So again, huge shout out to the whole Fives background crew. They've been doing amazing. And I'm actually going straight from this podcast to over there and commentate as soon as we're done. So that, again, right broken record, but huge props to all of them. Right on, guys. That's that's awesome. I I haven't had a chance to do the 5v5s just because of the nature of my limited playtime. Mm. But uh, man, like I'm so about it. It's awesome. Keep it up, guys. Good work. It's very thankless. So I'm going to say thank you. <laughs> cool thing to have in the community. All right, guys, that's it. That's the show. Tune in next time. And just remember, it's not the size of your gang. It's how you use it, and especially if you have an imp. (laughs) It's how much you spend on your maledict. (laughs)